Are you ready? Um, thank you to the worship team for setting the atmosphere. Thank you for my husband who uh, trusts me enough to let me stand here and share this with you this morning. Um, when he asked me to do this, he talked about what was my favorite book, like what, what changed my life. Um, it's really difficult to think that I have to end the series and follow him um, because when you follow the best, it's kind of difficult to feel like there's going to be anything that's going to come out that's worthy of sharing. But I really do believe this morning that what I have to share with you is something that really changed my life and it's going to change your life if you grab a hold of it. Amen? Um, and I've prayed that. I've really prayed that for you this morning, that your eyes would be open, that your ears would be open to hear, and that your heart would be enlightened to what the Word of God is going to share with you this morning. And um, so before I do that, let's pray. All right? Well, Father, we come before you. First and foremost, for the wonderful Father that you are. You are so gracious to us. You love us and your goodness abounds, Father God. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that my words, my tongue is going to speak life into this wonderful family that we have. And Father, I pray that I honor you in every way. I pray that I honor my family in every way. I pray that I honor my pastor in every way by submitting myself to you and just giving the word of God and how it has changed my life so it will be something that they will leave here and be able to apply it to their life and it will be a change for them, Father God, that will better them and make things greater and better in their lives, Father. Lord, I love you. I honor you with everything that is within me, Heavenly Father. I pray to glorify you in every way, and I thank you for them, and I thank you that they have a heart to see. I'm sorry, they have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to be enlightened this morning, and I know that because I know that you know my voice, and I know your voice, and I know according to your word that you answer my prayers, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for all that you're doing in us, for us, and through us today and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, and those in agreement say, amen. See, I'm getting my words fumbled already. So stick with me this morning. i got something I want to share. I'm believing that it will change your life. Uh, when Pastor Aaron asked me to uh, speak or share on a book that has changed my life, I kind of had a little bit of a difficult time figuring out which book because I have several books that I feel like have changed my life. And the top three, um, I really kind of had to just think about it, pray about it. He asked me a question, and when he asked me that question, it really uh, it resonated with me about like what truly has changed your life. So I started thinking about what is the book that actually changed my life? And I'm going to share that with you in a couple of minutes. But one of three, I'm going to share the three, the top three with you. So if you have a desire for any of these books, that gives you an opportunity to know what they are, and maybe you can obtain them for yourself. The first one, because those of you who know me and those of you who don't, I love to pray. I believe that prayer works. I believe it changes things. I believe it changes us. And I know that uh, the prayers of a righteous man or woman avail much power. So I know that when I pray, there's power in those words because they're according to what the Word of God says. So, but this book had changed my life in, in my praying too, and it is Kingdom Prayer by Tony Evans. This is one of my top three. And so the reason why I feel like I need to share that with you is because I had a really hard time, but when he asked me that certain question, it helped me to go to the one that truly changed my life in a, in a way that 
I will never forget it. The second one um, is The Blood and the Glory by Billy Brim. This is one that gave a better understanding of how the blood is utilized and how it is powerful and the things that it does and the things that we need to be able to take in account whenever we use the, the blood of Jesus. It has such power in it, and that will change your life too. So if you, you want to learn how to pray, you want to learn about the blood of Jesus, those two are really great books that will help change your life. But the one that changed my life early on that actually I really began, really believe that it began the shift or the change in how I was conditioned and what I thought of myself, and that is called The Favor Factor. And it's by Kate McVeigh. And those of you who have been with us the whole time, uh, we've been here 12 years now, going on 13, I believe, and um, we had the... Uh, privilege to actually have her in, in within the first couple years to have a, a women's con conference and how many have an opportunity that to read a book by an author that you actually get to meet and have an encounter with and share with how she has changed my life so I thought that was such an amazing thing that we had an opportunity to do that and when she was here she was just as genuine as her book was and it really totally changed my life and I'm going to explain to you how this morning if you Stick with me. I'm going to share what favor actually means and how it can change your life and how things can change your life with the favor of God in it. Amen? Amen. I'm excited and a little bit nervous at the same time. So that's, that's so stick with me this morning. Those of you who are joining us live stream, thank you for joining us this morning. And I, uh, I truly, truly believe that God has something he wants you to hear this morning. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, my book is The Favor Factor. Like I said, it was by Kate McVeigh. She's the author. I want to give you just a little bit of background information about her. Um, she was told from an, a young age and an early age that she was a slow learner and that she wouldn't amount to much. And she had a very hard time actually articulating or speaking around people, in front of people. And when she did, she fumbled her words. There were things that she didn't feel was clear. So she actually, as she went through schooling, she went through some special ed classes because they didn't feel like she was able to learn the way that she was to learn. So actually, she was in those classes, and so her classmates would call her SPED because it was special ed. So it was a label that she began to wear, and as she began to wear that label, she began to believe that label. And it, it began to continually just affect her life and feeling like she was not significant. She didn't have a purpose. She didn't have a voice. And one of those things that she felt so strongly about was that she knew that she had a purpose, but she didn't know how to find that. And she encountered a pastor one day that actually helped her mother in healing. And so she thought, well, you know what? Then maybe he can help me. So he actually showed her and spoke to her about the favor of God and how it changed her life. And in that, these are the things that I want to mention that there's a lot of things that resonated with me in my life at that time that helped me to realize why favor is so important of your life, in your life. Favor, the favor of God is so important in your life. Because the favor is what turned things around for her, I began to read this book and start to understand and actually put myself in the same place that she was and realizing um, that there were things that I was beginning to declare over my life that started to come to pass, whether I was conditioned in my life from my family or whether I just believed in myself. She had made this comment in it. She said, um, if you expect people to reject you, they will. If you expect people to favor you, they will. So I thought that was a very powerful statement. If you expect people to reject you, they will reject you. 
and I started really realizing the things in my life that have been even spoken over my life, that I would begin to declare those things, and those are the things that started happening in my life whether they were good or whether they were bad. And what I was conditioned to was one of lack of encouragement in my life, that I was capable of doing things, that I wasn't going to amount to much, that I didn't have a purpose, there was no significance to my life. And I truly believed those things. And as I believed those things, I convinced other people to believe those things about me. And I began to walk down that road and starting to feel less. And what I would like to do is actually tell you what favor truly is. Actually, favor is friendly, kind regard, and approval, partiality, favoritism. It means to be preferred, to help, and to assist. None of those did I feel like I had in my life. I didn't feel like I had favoritism. I didn't feel like I had partiality. I didn't feel like there were people that were friendly to me. I didn't feel like that people preferred me in any way. And, and as I felt that way, that's what I projected and what I put out there for people to just accept about me. And those are the things that are contrary to what the Word of God says over you. His favor over you is of kind regard. It is of partiality. It is of favoritism. It is to help and to assist you. And if you grab a hold of this this morning, it will change your life. He's no respecter of persons, so if he can change my life with it, he can truly change your life with it. So this morning also, favored means to be treated with favor or provided with advantages or specially privileged. So when you start to feel like you are truly favored, things can change in your life. You can actually feel like things begin to shift. You can start to see things change in a way that you never thought they were. When I started to read this book and I heard more about it, I grabbed a hold of it and I started to declare those things over my life and I started to see things change. This book is my favorite for several different reasons because of the change that it brought in me early on in my salvation. After I came into a relationship with Jesus and found out who he really was, I began to find out what he really thought about me. And it was contrary to what I was told. And so when it was contrary to what I was told, there were challenges because of the relationship that lacked in my father's relationship with me. There was a challenge in what the heavenly father had to say about me. And so it took me a little while to realize that the Heavenly Father had only my best interests at his heart and that the things that he said about me were things that were truth and that were promises. And so I'm going to share some background information about me. Those of you that might know me a little bit better, you probably know some of this, so just stick with me. Some of you that don't know me, you're going to hear some things that you maybe uh, wouldn't think or realize. And I just want you to know that um, out of all of those things, God is going to be glorified through this in every way, shape, and form. And I'm so grateful that even though we go through challenges, I want you to understand that your challenge could either break you or make you. And I chose to allow my challenges in these arenas to make me and to allow and believe the Word of God in my life. So as I go through this, I just want you to understand, if I say something and share something negative, I am going to try my best to make sure you understand that the Word of God is contrary to what I chose to believe or was conditioned to end this morning. So are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready too. I have three points that can cause you to understand that you are favored. Three points. So the first one is challenges you face. Like I said, you can either take your challenge and allow it to change you or, or it can be something that can destroy you. The challenges that I faced, we all face challenges in our life. And at some point, we have to realize we're either going to believe them or we're not. 
And the challenges can be physical, they can be mental, they can be emotional, but however they are, and very spiritual also, however they are, they can affect how you feel and how you feel about yourself and how you look, believe it or not. My challenges were these things. They were several things. And, and the reason why Kate McVeigh and I, I felt like, kind of had some things was the, uh, the things that were spoken over my life and the things that were spoken over her life were things that we actually believed and that caused us to, to project that in our lives. But I never felt good enough. I never felt good enough about myself. I never felt like I was special to anyone or that I was important enough. I never felt like good things happened for me. I always felt like they happened for everyone else. I was not physically attractive. I had people actually say things to me that actually made me feel less than. And it was actually a family member, and I'm going to be very transparent with you this morning when I share this with you. It's something that really hit my heart hard, and it hit me, and I took that with me for several years and really felt uh, defeated because of it. And it was a family member that said this and spoke this over me. Always had a challenge with how I looked physically because I'm a curvy girl. I have curves. And um, those of you who have curve un curves understand that. Those of you who don't, you have your own challenges in that way. So I'm not demeaning you in any way. But if you're a curvy girl and you have someone speak something over you that you're already challenged with, it makes it worse. I had a family member speak this over me and I took it with me for years and when I grabbed a hold of what favor was it helped change that and shift this they spoke that I was Tennessee toddy all but no body you can laugh I would rather you laugh at that <laughs> I would rather you laugh and encourage me and know that uh, I'm a curvy girl and I always had a, a if I can say this I've always had a rear end I've always had some curves and um, I used to be very ashamed of that and I used to try my best to do everything that I could to change that, um, including starving myself, doing things that would make me look smaller, um, wearing heels because you look longer. When you look longer, you look thinner. Uh, wearing different, different colors, dark colors, um, and not feeling really good about yourself. And I allowed that to condition my life, and I felt less than, and I never felt good enough. And I always felt like I had to be better. And if I looked physically better, then I would be better. And that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. I had no encouragement in that. And so I took that with me for years. But then I began to realize once I got saved and I read this book that I was a favored person. God's word says that. And I want to say this, and I don't want to say it boastfully. I want to say it with, with, with pride, but not pride that opposes, but pride that encourages, is that I'm God's favorite child. I'm not saying that you're not God's favorite child. I'm not saying I'm superior and you're inferior. What I'm saying to you is that I know that I am God's favorite child this time in my life, where I'm at, knowing that he favors me. He loves me. I have partiality. I have favoritism. I have kind regard. I have approval of him. I have things that work on my behalf because I am the favorite of God. And you know there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with realizing that you're the favorite of God. And like I said, it's not to cause anyone else to inf feel inferior or you to feel superior. But when you realize that you are God's favorite, it doesn't matter if you're favored by anybody else. There's no other human that matters. When God tells you who you are and he declares who you are through his word, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice to believe it or to not believe it. And fortunately for me, thank you, Jesus, 
I chose to believe it. Now, I won't say that it was an easy thing, but it was a struggle, but I continued in it, and I continued to call myself the favorite of God, that I am favored wherever I go, that I have favor with God and man, and there were several different ways. I even had my children, as we would pray, to declare these things, that they would end up finishing the sentence because I would say, we are the favorite of God. It surrounds about us as a shield. Everywhere we go, people bless us, and they don't even know why, but it's because we have favor with God and man. And they would finish it and because I want them to know they are the favorite of God. I want to instill something in them so that they never have something contrary to what the Word of God has in this world over them. I want them to know just the way that they are, they're his favored child. Just the way that they are, they're important. Just the way that they are, they have partiality. Just the way that they are, they have a plan and a purpose. And another thing that always hit me was that I felt very insignificant. And I always felt like there wasn't a purpose for me. Everyone else that I was around, there was a purpose. And I never had a purpose, and that was always a challenge. Also with my, uh, my family, the people in my family, there would be broken promises one thing that I came to know that because I was the favorite of God, God never broke his promises. He never, ever broke his promises with me. If he told me that I was going to be successful at something and I chose to believe it, then I was successful at it. If he told me that I was going to have partiality with someone, then I chose to believe it, then I had partiality with someone. And it's all about whether or not you make that choice to believe what the word of God says over your life. I had to make the choice to become unconditioned in the things that I was conditioned in in my life. You do realize that when you get conditioned in a family, that if it's contrary to what God's word says over you, then you can be unconditioned by the word of God and believe it. And so this morning, I want you to realize you are God's favorite children. You are. Just the way that you are, you are favored. Just the way that you are, you have a purpose. Just the way that you are, you are significant. And it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter the way people view you. It's how he view you, views you and the opinion of him that matters. And when you start to carry that, then people will begin to see you the way that God sees you. Instead of rejecting you, they'll accept you. When instead of feeling bad about yourself, you'll start showing people that you feel good about yourself. And they'll start being pulled into that. And then you can actually minister that to them and sow that into their life. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it awesome to know that you're God's favorite today? That you have special privileges that are working on your behalf in every area of your life. Amen? So those were my challenges. But I chose to take those challenges and I chose to turn them around. Now, will I tell you that will be easy? Absolutely not. It will be easy. What will be easy is if you make sure that you believe God's word, and when you believe God's word, it'll start working for you. But it's a choice you have to make. You can stay conditioned in the way that you were, or you can get reconditioned in the way that God sees you. Number two point, position you hold. I always felt, where do I fit in, and am I important? Am I important in anybody's life? Now, I want to share something with you, because I'm the baby of the family, and there is this belief that the babies always get off easy and that the babies have it easy and that they have favoritism and that they're the ones that never have to do anything and the older ones always have to make up the slack or pick up the slack or the middle child always has a challenge because they don't know who they are. I'm not negating any of those things that we might be challenged with, but I'm the baby and I just want you to know that is not true for every baby. <laughs> 
Are there any babies in here? Come on, raise your hand. All right, there's a lot of babies in here. Kudos to you babies. You stand for who you are because let me tell you something, God's got a purpose for you and you're his favorite child. Kudos to you middle children. You got a purpose and a plan and you're God's favorite child. Kudos to you oldest child. You have a plan and a purpose and God's got a, a plan and a purpose and you're his favorite child. Amen. So we never see each other as challenges with one another. we got to see each other as that we're all God's favorite children. And that was one of the areas that was always challenging because um, I was not a planned baby according to my family. I was an accident is what I was called. I was labeled an accident. Well, I came to know what the Word of God said, and I'm no accident. And I just want you to know that I'm a person who likes to talk. I'm a person who is in the moment. I'm a person who loves people, and I love to see people changed. And when I realize those are things that God gave me and that he favored me in, then I've got to walk in those in greater measures because then that's going to bring glory to him. And then I realize that I'm his favorite. I love that. I love that. If you've ever had a challenge of feeling like you're not enough or that you're not important enough, let me tell you you are. And don't believe me. I want you to go to God's word, and I want you to read it. And if you have to put it down on a note card, if you have to write it down and you have to put it everywhere in your home, everywhere that you are, whether you're at work or in your car, everywhere that you go, do it because it will encourage you. It will lift you up. It will remind you that you are his favorite. It will remind you that you have a purpose and you have a plan. It will remind you that you're not insignificant. It will remind you that you are good enough. My favorite scripture is Ephesians 3.20. It says, my God is able to make he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask, imagine, dare think, or dream according to the power that is at work in us. That means if you think that you're the favorite of God, you're going to be even more favored because he does even more on your behalf. Amen? So I want you to write those things down. I want to encourage you in that. I want you to put it before you. I want you to get it into your spirit that you are the favorite of God. You are his favorite child, no matter the birth order that you're in. We all have those challenges in whatever birth order that we're in. But you are the favorite of God in the birth order that you're in for a reason. And it's so important that you grab a hold of that. You are significant. That position is your position, whether you're the baby, whether you're the oldest, whether you're the middle, whether you're the only. Wherever you are, whether you're the seventh or the tenth or the fifteenth, wherever you are. That position is your position, and it's your position to shine in, and it's your position to know that you're favored in. And just as God sees us, he sees us as his wonderful children. In the scripture, it says in 1 John 3, 1, it reads like this, out of the Passion Translation, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. You are his beloved child, the one that he loves with such a passion and such a purpose. You are his child. And anybody that has children, you understand that you love all of your children. We love our children equally. But you can be favored differently. And the reason that you can be favored differently is your choice. Because if you really truly believe that you're favored, then you're going to see favoritism in your life. And if you don't believe that you're favored, you're not going to see favoritism in your life. And that's how we are favored differently. And that's okay. Because he loves us equally, but he favors us differently. Because it's your choice whether you believe that you're the favorite of God or not. And it is your choice whether or not people are going to believe it too. Yeah. 
So I encourage you this morning to grab a hold of what favor truly is in your life. And you may not believe that, but I am a testimony standing here before you right now knowing that the favor of God works. And if he can work it through my life, he can work it through your life because he loves you just as much as he loves me. And he loves you where you're at. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you are not favored and that you don't have great things in your life. And that you don't have things that are purposed in your life because of the favor of God. He provided that. He provided that for you. So know your position. Know that you're his loved child. Know that you have that purpose and plan. We need to recognize that we're his children and he loves us better than anybody else possibly could. If there is no other human being on this earth that would love you, God's love is enough. It's enough. And I want you to grab a hold of that because a lot of us go through challenges of people not loving us. We go through abusive situations. We go through things that have hurt us and have harmed us. But we know that we can always turn to the promise keeper, and that's Jesus. And he's going to keep those promises, even if someone else hasn't kept those promises. Or even if they said they're going to keep those promises, and then they turn your back, their back on you. That's okay, because it doesn't change that you're his favored. It doesn't change that he's going to keep those promises in your life. It might be hard. But let me tell you, it's a fight fight worth fighting for if you keep your faith in knowing that God's word says that you're his favorite. So it doesn't matter who loves you, who doesn't love you. He loves you, and that's the only love that you need to grab a hold of. Because here's the wonderful part. When you grab a hold of that love and you truly understand what that love is, he then provides you with people around you that love you unconditionally that will walk through life with you and hold your hand. I know that to be true. I have family that loves me unconditionally. I have friends that love me unconditionally. I have soul sisters that love me unconditionally. I have people that love me unconditionally in times when I don't even love myself. And thank God for them. But if I did not believe that about myself, and I did not declare that over my life, that would not happen. Because I would be speaking and believing the opposite of what God's word says about me. Now, can I mess it up sometimes? You better believe it. I've messed up a lot here lately. I've had some challenges that have come against me. In my, has anybody had some mind traffic that you've been dealing with? Just raise your hand if you have. Listen, I love you. I feel for you. I know what it's like. When you have something come against your life that tries to tell you that everything's going to be taken away from you and you're going to feel rejected again and you're going to feel abandoned again and that you're not God's favorite, you got to stay strong and you got to know that's where you know where your faith is. And you got to stay strong. And let me tell you, you can't do it within yourself. I've tried to do it within myself and I've, been, I've not been successful in it turning it over to God. Sometimes I feel like i got to turn it over and then I turn it over and I pick it back up again. How many have done that? When you relinquish it and you truly relinquish it and you start to believe what God's word says about you, then things start to change and they shift. And even just recently, a lot of the mind traffic, when I started studying this and, and putting this down, I started to remember, wait a minute, I've not declared favor like I'd been declaring favor over my life. I need to start declaring it even stronger and start walking in that even stronger than I did before. Not that I didn't do it, but I knew there had to be a reason in this season that I'm in right now that i got to start declaring favor even with the people that I might have a challenge with right now, even if it's your family. 
You got to declare the favor of God over your life. I have to stop looking at myself in ways that would actually cause them to look at that towards me. And I'm getting a lot of revelation even this morning standing here before you. And I got a lot of revelation in the first service. And I'll be honest, I had a horrible attack hit me this morning before I came up here. I almost wasn't here because I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do this. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I didn't share that with you for that reason. I shared that with you to realize I'm only standing here by the grace of God. And by the fact that I know that he loves me enough, that it's not about me, and that I need to step aside and realize it's about you hearing what God needs you to hear this morning so that you can understand how favored you truly are and that you can start to walk in that favor and that I can sow this so that you understand it. And by sowing that, I'm going to turn around and reap it. Amen? Amen. So I want you to understand, like, challenges come and challenges go. But stay strong on what you know of what the Word of God says about you. And you're his favorite child. When you realize that and you start recognizing that, things begin to change. The third point is declaring and receiving favor. You know, Proverbs tells us that uh, the, the power of life and death is in our tongue. So we have to declare things over our life. We need to declare life over our life, not death over our life. So when we start to declare rejection, we're declaring death over our life. When we start to declare uh, abandonment and things that we've gone through and the challenges that we've gone through, then we actually are starting to declare those things and actually pull those into our life and people start believing those. And what I want to tell you out of that is we've got to stop that kind of declaration. You've got to receive what the Word of God says. Declaring the favor of God over your life, the Scripture tells us in Psalm 512, it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who's, who's righteous in here? I am. With the favor of God, you will surround him as with a shield. And you are surrounded. Think about that. You are surrounded with favor. Everywhere that you turn, everywhere that you go, you are surrounded with favor if you believe that you are surrounded with favor. If I turn to the right, I'm surrounded with favor. If I turn to the left, I'm surrounded with favor. If I do a complete 180, I'm surrounded with favor. That is right, right? 180, you do a complete turn. Okay. Always get that one in 360 mixed up, but you know, it's okay. It's all right. But anyway, if you believe that, you will receive that. So the importance is that when you start to declare that, declare actually means to state something emphatically, something that you are affirmed in. So I encourage you, begin to declare favor emphatically over your life. Affirm it in your life. Expect God's favor, speak it over your life, and sow it into your life. The next thing is receiving. It's very important. We believe that we receive as believers, correct? Okay? When to receive, what it means is actually to come into possession of or to acquire. We have to come into possession of the fact that the favor of God is ours and that we walk in it. And as we do that, when we start to take possession of something, we acquire it. When you buy a car, you've taken possession of that car and you have acquired it. You're able to drive it, right? When you buy a home, you've taken possession of that home and you've acquired it and you're able to live in it. So when you begin to take possession of the favor of God, you acquire that favor and you begin to walk in it. So I want you to begin to acquire that favor in your life. Declare it, meaning stating it emphatically, and begin to take possession of it and acquire it in your life. And let me tell you, it will be a guarantee that you will see things change. 
you will see things change. One of the biggest things that I see changed and had changed when I first started doing this, because I thought, okay, God, uh, not that I want to put you to the test, but I'd kind of like to know if this is really going to work. How many have ever said, okay, God, I want to see if this really, really works? Okay, see, most of us in this room. So as I began to understand what favor was, I thought, okay, I'll start out little. Because usually I want to know the why of everything. But I realized I'm going to start out small. And I'm going to say, you know what? I declare favor. Everywhere that I go to shop, I'm going to have a parking spot up front. And I declare the favor of God because, God, I'm your favorite child. And I know that you want me to get in and get out. And I know my husband wants me to get in and get out. <laughs> so I'm going to declare favor over my life. And I'm going to say, I want that favored spot, Lord God. You're going to open that up. If it's not there when I go by it, I'm going to go around the block. And it's going to be there. I just believe it. Well, guess what? When I started believing that, I started taking possession of favor. Guess what I got? I got prime parking spots, baby. I got prime parking spots. And I never felt bad about it. Any other time, I would be like, oh, no, no, you take it, you take it. But no, I was like, no, I declared it. It worked in my life. So as that worked, it started to build my faith in the fact that favor really is for me. And as it built my faith, I started to declare it over my life in several different ways. And I started seeing the results of that favor. And as I did that, it just started activating favor in my life. And as it activated favor in my life, people started seeing things change in my life. They started realizing, hey, man, things just really work out for you. You better believe it. Not on my anything that I've done, but it's because of the favor of God. And those of you who know me, if you ever say something to me, I'm always like, you know what? It's, it's God's glory. He gets all the glory for it because it is. And I'm so thankful for that. But you have to choose to believe it. You have to make a choice that the favor of God is over your life. Just like the word says, he surrounds you as with a shield. And a shield is something that always protects you. And favor will protect you. It will guide you. It will lead you because it is something that he has given you. Because you're his favorite child. And so am I. I am his favorite. I am his favorite. I hope, you know, when, when I first started realizing that, I think people got sick of hearing that. And they started really kind of holding some things against me. And I thought, you know what, I don't care. I don't care. Because I am his favorite child. And it worked in my life. And so I want you to start to think that way. Not in a way, like I said, that opposes other people or makes them feel inferior or you superior. It's just that we all should feel that way because that is who you are to God. You're his favorite child. Start to recognize that. Um, the, one of my favorite quotes from the book uh, was this, and everything that we do and everything that we have is a seed. And I found this to be very encouraging that if you begin to sow favor, you will reap favor. And as you sow favor, God will always go above and beyond, okay? And as he goes above and beyond, then that will come back to you. And as it comes back to you, his word also says that he puts seed in the hand of the sower. So if you have seed in your hand, then you've sowed somewhere in order to have it. So then you have an opportunity to sow again, and he doesn't any, do anything the way that it used to be. He always goes above and beyond. So when you sow maybe $5, I will guarantee you, you'll probably get about 10 back. You'll see it start working in your life if you begin to sow it. So it's the same way with favor. So the quote out of the book that I had felt like it just really resonated with my life was, anytime you plant a seed in any area of your life, that seed leaves your hand, but it never leaves your life. It might be released out of your hand, but it never is released out of your life. It comes back to your life, and it comes back in even greater measure. 
even as you give, it comes back in greater measure. Everything that you have is a seed, whether it's your words, whether it's sowing favor, whether it's your finances, whether it's relationships. Those are areas that you actually can sow and declare favor in. Your finances, your relationships, your marriage, your job. You'll get promotions. Even in school, if you go to school, those are areas that you can sow favor in, just like Kate did. She began to sow favor. She played basketball. And she knew she was actually good at it, but no one believed that because she didn't declare those things over her life. So as she began to declare those things over her life, she began, began to be like one of the star players on the team because she believed what the favor of God said over her life. And so she started getting partiality. She started having opportunities to play. She became first string. She started getting into championships. She'd done great things because of the favor of God that she declared over her life and that she chose to believe it. And not only that, the people on her team, she began to sow that favor over them, and they became a greater team. And then it got sewed back to her in greater measures. And things just started going and getting greater and greater. And she has an amazing ministry. She ministers to a lot of people. And it's about the favor of God. So I would encourage you. She has a revised version, actually, of this book. It's called The Blessing of Favor. You may have a hard time finding the favor factor. But if you don't, I would encourage you to get both of them. Because they both have a lot of things in them that will just start to rise up in you and encourage you. Um, I'll just move on here. If you can gain favor, I started thinking, okay, God, if I can gain favor, is there ways that I could lose favor? Yes, there are ways that you can lose favor. And I'm going to name just a few, but I want you to understand that if you sow favor, you're going to reap it. If you don't sow favor in these areas, then you can lose favor in those areas. Ways that you can lose or hinder favor in just some general ways. I want to share with you just a couple of them. Don't keep, not, by not keeping your word, you can actually hinder favor. By being rude and pushy, you can hinder the favor of God. Um, I remember one instance when we uh, actually had an opportunity, our, our family got an opportunity to go to Disney, and my little one, my young one, Cassidy, was one year old, and her suitcase had everything that she owned in it. Everything that she owned. And her uh, birthday was right about that time, and I remember... Um, we were flying back from, from Disney, and uh, we all were in the airport, and we were getting our luggage. And any of you who have never obtained your luggage from a flight, you know how frustrating that can be and the steps that you have to go through to get it. Um, we came back, and everybody got their packages except for Cassidy. And so I'm thinking, oh, no, what do I do? Because everything that Cassidy owned, literally clothes-wise, shoes-wise, all those things. I mean, seriously, I took everything. And it didn't come back. And so I started to get a little aggravated. And I started to realize um, that, you know what, I can't get aggravated. i got to sow favor. I'm going to start speaking and declaring favor. And... As I did that, I started realizing our family, you know, got a little uptight and everything. I started declaring favor. And even though, unfortunately, I never received the package back, here's how good God was. It was because we didn't get frustrated with the airlines and we didn't come against them in a negative way because we really wanted to because we're thinking seriously, one package. You had all these other ones come back and one suitcase doesn't come back. My child's that has everything in it that she needed and I'm frustrated. You, you can easily get frustrated in those areas, right? Yeah? So we, we chose to start declaring favor over it. Okay? 
and I know this was God, when, when some of us who can't remember some things, this was God. We, we kind of went back and forth with the airlines, but every time we talked to him on the telephone, once we got home, we just kept saying, you know, I declare the favor of God. And I have partiality here, and I have favoritism. Now, I will tell you this. We never actually obtained the suitcase back, but here's how good God is. You know the forms you have to fill out? If you've never had to, you have to fill all these forms out, and you have to give all this account of everything. You have to tell what you paid for it. You almost have to prove, basically, cut your arm and give them your blood to let you know that you have a suitcase that's been missing. The wonderful thing about God, and I know it was, was because we sowed favor. I was able, this is wonderful, I was able to remember everything in that suitcase, didn't I? Everything in that suitcase. I had an account for everything in that suitcase. I actually had receipts for the things that I bought prior to. I knew everything, and it came to a certain amount. And it was an amount that they said, no one will ever receive that amount because, you know, that's just how it is. You'll never get it back. Guess what I did? I filled that form out. I declared favor, and I got every penny back and it was a very large amount of money very large amount of money one that you would think no way that you would get this out of just baby clothes or baby things now it was a large amount of money to me because that was everything that we had purchased for her prior to but I declared favor and God gave me favor gave us favor because we kept ourselves in an attitude we weren't rude we weren't pushy and it didn't cause our favor to be hindered it actually worked on our behalf, changing policies and procedures because no one had ever received that amount of money for a luggage, for one piece of luggage with all those things in it. So I know favor works. I know it. I know it. Like I said, I am a testament of it. I've walked in it. And I want you to know, never be rude or pushy. When you find yourself rising up with a little bit of heatedness that's going to come out on the, stop, take a deep breath and say, you know what? I'm going to declare the favor of God over me. He's going to work on my behalf. If it's something that's not working, then he's going to change things on my behalf. He's going to change those things, and it's going to work for me because he works all things out for the good of those who love him. Amen? Amen. Don't have a negative attitude. Having a negative attitude is going to put you in a negative place, and then it's going to hinder your favor because the word of God is positive. It's good news. So you want to make sure you stay on the positive side of it and declare that favor. At work, here, here's a couple of them. Being late or leaving early. You might not think that's noticeable, but it is noticeable. And if it's not noticeable to your boss, it's definitely noticeable to God. And God requires you to be someone of excellence. And you don't want your, hinder, your favor to be hindered in that manner. And always make sure you don't complain about your boss, because guess what? He won't be your boss for long if you complain about him, because you'll just sow that out there. Start speaking and declaring favor over your boss. You'll start seeing promotions happen. Even when no one's getting a promotion, you will receive a promotion because you're going to declare the favor of God over it. At church, here's some things. Hope I don't step on some toes, but here are some things. Um, if you gossip about your pastor, if you don't pay your tithes, if you murmur about how things are done and you don't think they're done the way that you think they should be and you need to insist on your way, it's not about you. It's about what God has ordained before you. And when you declare favor over those areas, you begin to see things rise up even in your church that no one might even ever think. In relationships, don't be ungrateful. Always, 
Always be very grateful for those people that are in your life. Begin to speak favor over them, favor with them, and you'll begin to see things change. Even if you have a challenge with those people, you'll begin to see things change. When you have a grateful heart towards them and you start sowing favor over their life, it'll come back to you in a greater measure. Amen? Also, oh, always thinking of yourself first. You know, we're to think of others before we think of ourselves. That's a part of serving. So make sure you don't hinder your favor by thinking of yourself first. Don't think about the things that are affecting you. Think about how it's affecting those that are around you and helping them to overcome those things. Don't insist on your way. Make it about what God would like for you to do, and that is to help others. And you know the amazing thing about my daddy is that when I help someone else through a challenge or a phase, guess what he does for me? He changes those things on my behalf. And I'm so grateful for that. But it's when you sow those things into your life, when you sow those things into other people's lives, when you sow favor over people and you start to declare those things and state those things and affirm those things in your life, when you start to, to take possession of those things and acquire those things because it's the favor of God that's in operation in your life, you will see your life change and be changed forever. Again, I am a testament of my life being changed forever. I made a choice that I had to choose, even though I was conditioned that I wasn't the favorite, I reconditioned by the word of God that I was the favorite and I always will be. I will always be my daddy's favorite. And he will always show partiality to me. He will always show kind regard to me. He will always show favoritism to me and he will always work things out on my behalf. He'll change policies for me. He gives me privileges because I know that I'm a child of the Most High God who loves me and wants only the best for me. He calls me beloved. I'm the apple of His eye. If I'm saying things that some of you don't know, I encourage you to go to the Word of God and begin to read those things and not only read them, but believe them. And as you believe them, you'll see them happen in your life. What I said in the beginning, if you expect people to reject you, they will. If you expect them to favor you, they will. And it's not just something that you're declaring because you think it's something you can do. It's a declaration from what the Word of God says about you and for you, and you can walk fully in that favor. Amen? Now, I would like to actually hear in just a couple minutes a uh, prayer, prayer of you, but what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And as I read this prayer, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to begin to see yourself as the favorite of God. I want you to begin to see yourself as God's favorite child and that the things that you've been challenged with, I want you to begin to take those challenges and I want you to begin to sow favor into those challenges so that it doesn't change in the negative, but it changes in the positive. And I want you to begin to see the favor of God and the position that you, only you hold in God's eyes. And then I want you to begin to see that you have to declare those things and you have to receive those things. And as you do that, I truly believe and I know because I've prayed for you and I've prayed for this moment and my prayers avail much power. There are some things I might not be real confident in but I am confident in praying and I know my father hears my voice and I know he answers my prayer and I know they hold power. So I know it's gonna change your life if you grab a hold of it. Now that is your responsibility. I did my responsibility. Now it's yours to receive it, declare it, put yourself in the position that you hold 
and begin to allow your challenges to change those things on your behalf as in favor. So I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to read this prayer of favor over your life, and I want you to let it resonate in your spirit, and I want the Holy Spirit to begin to show you how truly favored that you are. Father, thank you for making us the righteousness through the blood, the righteousness through the blood of Jesus. Because of that, we are blessed, and your favor surrounds us as a shield. When we talk with people, the first thing they come into contact with is our favor shield. Thank you that we have favor with you and man today. All day long, people go out of their way to bless us and to help us. We have favor with everyone that we deal with today. Father, we increase in wisdom and favor today. We are more than conquerors in every situation that comes our way. Because of your favor upon our lives, Lord, we delight. We are a delight to people. They enjoy us. They take pleasure in being around us. Your willingness and your grace make us pleasing and acceptable to everyone we meet today. Thank you, Father, that you are in me and in us, and you are with us everywhere that we go today so that we are delivered out of every distress and every affliction. Everyone that we meet sees that we have the goodwill and favor and wisdom and understanding because of your spirit living in us. In Jesus' mighty name, and those in agreement say, amen and amen. So today, I want to encourage you to walk in the favor of God, begin to declare the favor of God, begin to sow the favor of God in other people's lives, and I'm telling you, you will begin to see your life change. You will begin to see yourself differently. You'll begin to see yourself the way that God sees you, and that is it, that you are his favorite child. Thank you so very much for allowing me to share this with you. It was an honor and a privilege. I love you, family, and I know that God loves you more. And he loves you the most, and he wants to see you changed. So I thank you, and I'm